0: There's nothing like the presence of God. If you have Jesus, you have everything you need. You have everything you need. You know this. This. Um, this world says, collect the cars and collect the things, and you know, get status and get all these things. But none of that matters in the presence of God. All of that, you know, the things of this world, they're temporary. They're temporary. We're all here for a moment. We're all here just kind of passing through. But what God has for us is eternal. Amen? It's eternal. The riches of his glory are eternal. His presence is eternal. And what's so awesome is we get to live in that presence here on earth. We get to be carriers of the very presence of God here on earth. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a mess since yesterday. Because <laughs> <day. laughs> God is just so good. He's so good. Hallelujah. I will get through this service. <laughs> I will get through this service. I'm not going to look over there. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, um, Pastor Kevin sends his love. He's in Ireland. He preached in Ireland. And this morning, um, you know, talking about the seed, he was sent out as a seed into that place so that others can come. Amen. And I believe many, of us will go one day there to minister the gospel as well, but the Lord has sent him, and um, he misses you guys tremendously he'll be back this week, but um I was listening to his service this morning, which he preached it last night for us, but I woke up this morning and played it, and man, just so power of the anointing of God in that place was just so amazing, but um What God has been doing, it's almost like he's been kind of turning your face to see him. Like to stop being distracted by the other things. And he's like taking your face and just turning it towards towards him. Because he wants your full attention. He wants all of you. He doesn't want to share you. He wants you, but he doesn't need you distracted by other things. Because when you can see him, then you can see your future. When you can see him, then you can see your victory. When you can see him, then you can see your provider. Jesus has to be your everything. He has to be your everything. He doesn't want to share you with this world. Hallelujah. Okay. That's not my message, but praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, this morning I'm going to share, and very quickly, because I don't have a lot of time, but uh, I want to share this morning on expecting the suddenly. Suddenly. Expect the suddenly. Thank God one person was excited. <laughs> Expect the suddenly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus never said that we weren't going to go through trials and tests and persecutions and accusations, He never said we weren't going to go through anything in our marriage, in our relationships, in our workplace, within ourselves, the struggle within ourselves. He never said we weren't going to go through any of those things. But here's what he did say in John 16:33. He said, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. When you remain hidden in Christ, it doesn't matter what you go through. There's a peace inside of you. Amen. Amen. Psalm 3419 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. You know, it doesn't say many are the afflictions of the wicked. It says many are the afflictions of the And the word afflictions means a persistent pain, a distress, a suffering. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. When you've been going through something, and it seems like it won't change. It seems like nothing is happening. It seems like it's, you know, you you get to one place and then something else happens. But this is what the word of God promises. But the Lord... But the Lord delivers him out of them all. See, God takes care of his people. God takes care of his children. And you might be going through afflictions today, but be of good cheer because the Lord will deliver you. God is faithful, amen? He is faithful. See, our faith grows when we go through stuff. You know, you can say you got faith, I have faith, I have faith. But man, when you go through something difficult, your faith gets tested. And then we really see, do you have faith? Because we can talk a big talk, but when we go through something difficult, it exposes what's really in our heart. Hallelujah. So even though... We're going to go through some things. God will always be faithful to deliver you. It doesn't matter if you've been going through it for a week, a month, a year, several years. God is faithful. Amen. He will deliver you. He will set you free. Hallelujah. How many of you know God as your healer? Raise your hand. You know God is your healer. How many of you know God is your deliverer? How many of you know God is your provider? Come on. How many of you know God is your peace? That he's your joy? Man, you know that you know that you know that that is your God. Because you had to go through something. Amen? You had to go through something. To know that he was that. That he was who he said he was. We don't want to go through those things. We don't want to endure those things. But see, God's being glorified through the situation. It's not, you know, sometimes people think that, and I'm going to get there in a minute, but sometimes you're like, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. Why is this happening to me? Why do I have to go through this? But God says, even when those afflictions come into your life, God is still faithful to deliver you. So that he can be glorified through your life. You know, nobody likes to be uncomfortable. Nobody likes to go through stuff. But that's where our faith begins to grow. That's where we begin to rely completely on God and not on man. Amen? Peace and victory in the middle of testing produces spiritual maturity in you. Many times we, you know, we say we want to grow with God. We want to grow with God. But then something happens and you run away from God. That was your opportunity to grow with God. If you can just stick it out. Don't freak out, amen? Don't freak out. Apply the word. Say, expect the suddenly. Look at your neighbor and say, Expect the suddenly. Hallelujah. And this morning, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're expecting our suddenly. We're going to go to Acts 16. If you have your Bibles, open up your Bibles. Yeah. Acts 16. We're going we're to look at Paul and Silas. Because they were doing everything right. They were out there doing what Jesus told them to do. Go preach the gospel. Preach the good news. Tell people how to be saved. And so here they are, they're walking and they're, they're going to go pray. And this slave girl who was a fortune teller begins to just shout out and say, these men are from God. And this is my version, okay? This isn't no new King James or new living This is my version. <laughs> She's like, these guys, they're from, they're from God. They're going to tell you how to be saved. They're going to tell you. Listen to them, listen. Now, she's saying all the right things, but it was done in the wrong spirit. It was a demonic spirit. Because, see, the demons know the word, too. And that's a whole other teaching. <laughs> but here they—here she was. She was following Paul and Silas, and finally, Paul gets annoyed and turns around and casts that devil out of her. And that devil leaves her and she's completely free. And the people of the town got mad. And they they accused them. And they brought them before the council. And they, they accused them of doing, uh, teaching things that were against their culture. See, how many of you know that you can be doing the right thing and still be persecuted for it? Like when you say, I'm a Christian, I don't celebrate Halloween. Because <laughs> light and darkness cannot mix. You're light. We're called to be light. Amen? We, every day, we live for Jesus. Every day. It doesn't change. The dates don't change. Every day, we live for Jesus. Amen? So, what happened? They were doing everything right. Right? And this still, they got persecuted. See, you have to decide in your heart when persecution comes, when trials come, when you get bad news after bad news, will you still do what's right? The Bible says, do not grow weary in doing good, for in due season you will reap a harvest if you don't grow tired, if you don't stop, if you don't quit. Many people, you go through stuff and immediately you want to quit. Why, God, why? Nobody here. But you know somebody. (laughs) But you know, you get discouraged, you get down and you stop doing what God has called you to do because you're going through something. And you have to decide in your heart, am I going to continue to do what God has called me to do in the midst of persecution, in the midst of discouragement, in the midst of being attacked, in the midst of being lied about? Am I going to continue doing what God has told me to do? See, you have to make a decision to resist the frustrations of the enemy because what he comes is he comes to try to steal your destiny. You are called by God. You are anointed by God. God has placed his hand upon your life to give him glory. And the enemy comes in to try to pull you out of that destiny. But you have to decide to keep on going. Look at your neighbor and say, "I'm, I'm going so in acts 16:22 we read that they were stripped and beaten and they were thrown in jail they were humiliated and thrown into not just a jail but the deepest part of the jail the dungeon where it's completely pitch black so not only were they physically attacked but they were also placed in the darkest part of the prison. You know, how many of you remember, don't raise your hand, but how many of you remember being hit with a varita? <laughs> For those that don't know, it's a little long wooden. Yeah, y'all know. You know, imagine multiple lashes they were hit with stripped down in front of everybody and beaten and then thrown in jail for preaching the gospel for setting a person free for casting out a demon hallelujah and so go with me to Acts 16 verse 25 hallelujah around midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. What's the next word? Suddenly. Suddenly. Say it again. Look at your neighbor and say it. There was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. There is a suddenly coming to you. There's a suddenly coming to you. Because, see, when the enemy thinks he has you down... When it feels like your darkest moment, when it feels like you've been abandoned, you've been beaten, you can't get up, when it feels like everything has come against you and you feel like you're in that dark pit, I want to remind you that as long as your song does not cease, as long as your worship does not cease, as long as your fellowship to God does not cease, your suddenly is about to show up, amen? Amen. See, it says at midnight, that midnight moment where it's dark and you're just like, you are ready to give up. Anybody been there? I've been there multiple times, got to admit. When you're just ready to give up because you don't see a way out. But if God can cause an earthquake to come and show up and shake that prison and break them free, what can God do for you? See, this is our New Testament. This is the New Testament. You want to fight Old Testament? He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He doesn't change. See, they they endured. Many are the afflictions of the righteous they endured false accusations but God's word says in Proverbs 12:19 truthful words stand the test of time but lies are soon exposed Exodus 14:14 14, 14 says the Lord himself will fight for you just stay calm see they didn't argue they didn't argue They didn't have to prove their points. Amen. They didn't have to have the last word. They didn't have to go around telling everybody how they were innocent. They let God fight the battle for them. They stayed quiet in the midst of persecution. See, some of us need to learn to hush it up. I saw some husbands looking at their wives. Come on, takes two, amen? But we have to learn that when persecutions or attacks come our way, we don't always have to fight, amen, in our own strength. There's times where God says, just stand still and watch the victory, amen? Close your mouth, shut your mouth, amen? Amen because God is going to fight this battle for you. You got to know when to just hush. Because you want you want to tell everyone how they they did or they said or whatever, but you know what? God wants you to rely on him. Because the word of God says that whatever is spoken in the dark, God brings it to light. Whatever's a lie will be exposed. So, do you trust God's word, or you know, do you think God needs your help? He don't need your help. You're just in the way, amen. But then they were—they were, they were um, not only were they falsely accused; they were also stripped, beaten, and put in prison. See, there were chains put upon them when they were when they were broken, when they were physically hurting. When they were humiliated, not only that, but they, were, they put chains upon them to put them in prison. See, when you go through some things in your life and you feel down, all of a sudden you feel this heaviness, amen? This oppression that comes upon you. Because when you're down, the enemy wants to throw everything at you so that you stay down. And, I, you know, I'm, t- I'm speaking from full experience. We're very transparent up here, amen. We'll tell you we've been through this. I've been through this. There, there's been times where, man, it's like, can it get any worse? And I've learned to just shut my mouth. Lord, I am trusting you. You are a good God, Lord. You said that you would deliver us, Lord. I thank you. But man, talk about quitting. Yes, there's been plenty of opportunity, amen. After it says, thank you, pastors. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, that we kept going. Amen. (laughs) But, you know, the biggest thing is the enemy wants to get you out of your call. He wants to put these chains upon you so that you stay down. When you're going, you know, when you're going through something. (laughs) When you're going through something and you know that God has called you. In that area. You need to rise up and begin to pray for people in that area. When you're going through sickness in your own body. You got to pray for the sick. When you're going through troubles in your marriage. You got to lift up and encourage others in their marriage. When you're struggling with loneliness, you got to rise up and be an encourager to someone else. Because what the enemy wants is to shut you up so that you don't speak the word, so that you don't do what God has called you to do. So they went through these things. They endured like, you know, we go through stuff, right? But I don't think any of us have been Stripped down, beaten, and humiliated, and thrown in a dungeon. Right? Nobody here? If you have, man, stay for prayer after service. But most of us have gone through things. Maybe not that extreme, but we've gone through stuff. But we have to know how to handle it. Amen? We have to know what to do. They didn't get mad at God. They didn't get mad at each other. See, when you go through things, the enemy wants you to blame somebody. He says, well, if only they would have answered the phone. Or maybe if only they would have done this. He wants you to go against each other so there's more strife, more heaviness. But you have to decide, no. Mm -mm. My God's going to show up right on time. Amen. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give in to the enemy's frustrations and temptations. Psalm 34, verse 17 and 18, it says, The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. It doesn't say some, right? It says all their troubles. The Lord is close to the broken hearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. See, we have a great promise in God. Our promises are in God. And as long as we do things God's way, then we'll have what he says we can have. See, we can't stay angry and unforgiveness and expect God to forgive us. The Bible says when you stand praying, forgive, just as I have forgiven them. You, sorry. Forgive. We got to do things God's way, not our way. You know, when we were singing that song, he's worthy of it all. The elders came and bowed down before him. They cast their crowns to him. That means they surrendered everything about them to be under him, to do things his way, because he's not only God, he is Lord over us. He tells us where to go. He tells us what to do. He tells us what needs to be changed in our life. And so when you call out to God, he hears you. The problem is many people don't know if he's actually listening. See, when you know, you know. Amen. When you know that when you open your mouth and cry out to God and he hears you, you know. But when there's uncertainty, and I'll tell you what, the enemy will always come to tell you you're not good enough. He'll come to remind you of your past. He'll come to tell you why God isn't listening. But I want to tell you, all those things are alive from the pit of hell. As long as you come to God with a repentant heart saying, God, here I am. Forgive me if I messed up. Lord, change my heart. He hears you. He hears you. Stop allowing the enemy to tell you you're not worthy. Jesus died on the cross so that you could be worthy. He died on the cross. He suffered to give you victory in this life because we don't need victory when we go to heaven. Amen. When you go to heaven, you got it all. But he's called us to reign here on earth. He's called heaven down to earth, and you are a carrier of heaven. So you need to stop listening to every lie of the enemy. Oh, just run back to God. He is waiting for you with open arms. There is nothing you've done that is so far gone that he can't forgive. He loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you so much. See, when you've... The love of God just changes you. I can't explain it, but it just changes you. Because I would always hear about God's love, but I had never really encountered his love. And it was something that I so desired. But it wasn't until I died to who I was that I was able to receive all of him. And he came and he just, this it it just, it's so good. You don't want to ever leave. It's like you you can stay in worship for hours and it just goes. You can stay in fellowship for hours and you know what? Nothing else matters but him. But it's in those moments where you're, you're getting that peace. I used to say, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be that person on the floor that rolls around crying and laughing. Lord, that's just undignified. <laughs> I, You know, no, no. <laughs> but I've learned not to tell God you don't want something because then he'll make sure that you get it. <laughs> But I wanted God. I just, I wanted to experience God because I had read all about him. But I wanted to know him. And see, you can go to church and hear all about him and have this head knowledge of him. But he's about heart revelation. He's about coming in and just, man, just... (sighs) Yeah, just like that. He overtakes you. And I can't do it for you. I can't get hungry for you. You got to get hungry for God. God has to be your everything. He ha- you, you have to want it. The Bible says he prepares a table for you. It's prepared. Everything that you need is found right there. You got to get hungry for God. Listen, we all go through stuff. We all have disappointments in life. We all have things that happen. But God is still faithful. God is still good. Even despite those things, God is still good. And he's not done with you. The world might be done with you, but God's not done with you. If you'll just surrender your heart to him. Amen. I'm a little bit of a mess this morning, but praise the Lord. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) So when you're going through these things, cry out to God. He hears you. And when everything looks impossible, what did Paul and Silas begin to do? They begin to pray and sing, sing songs unto the Lord. See, when you pray, go with me to Philippians 4, 6. Thank you, Lord. Philippians 4, 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry. How's it going to happen? Don't worry. But I need to, don't worry. Get your butt out of the way and don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray. Everybody say pray. About everything. Tell God what you need and Thank him for all he has done. See, some of us just stay asking God for what we need, but we never enter into the thankfulness. And so once we tell him what we need, then we have to thank him. Amen? We have to thank him. And verse 7 says, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything. We can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. There's a peace that we have in Christ that this world doesn't understand. Heaven is our home. We're just passing through. heaven's all around us you create an atmosphere of heaven in you that begins to overflow so when you go through stuff when you go when you go through very difficult situations there's a peace in you because you know that god is faithful to what he said amen See, the world wants to come and shake you up to get you to panic and to respond and to react. But no, you stand upon God's word and the peace of God enters your heart. And then you can just hear him and know what to do next. But as long as we worry, we'll never hear God. We have to learn to just enjoy Jesus. Enjoy Jesus. Yeah, there's stuff happening and yeah, you need answers and yeah, people want to know and all these things. But man, just enjoy Jesus. Let him cover you. Let him surround you. Let him give you peace in the middle of the chaos. Let him be the one who leads you and guides you. Hallelujah. So they began to pray say pray look at your neighbor and say pray in 1st Thessalonians 5:16 through 18 it says always 15 i'm sorry 5:16 always be joyful never stop praying be thankful in all circumstances for this is god's will for you who belong to christ jesus happy people always have a song Hallelujah. See, when you have the joy of the Lord, it shows. You can't have a cara de limon and say, I, I love Jesus. So those that don't speak Spanish, you can't have a lemon face and say, I love Jesus. It's funnier in Spanish. <laughs> but, you, you know, joy begins to show. When you have the joy of the Lord, your face exposes it. Amen? And the word is commanding us, always be joyful. Why can we always be joyful? Because we know what the word of God says about our situation. We know that we have victory in all things. We know that greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. We can be joyful as we go through stuff. You can get a lot of people mad being joyful, apparently. <laughs> you know, when, when they want you, see, people will come to try to put their fears on you. They'll come to try to put their oppression on you, their chains on you. But you don't have to accept them. See, you're free. Jesus has set you free, and so you don't have to accept what people try to put on you. You just take it back to the Lord. You said, "No, you're devil," and you know I'm not saying call your spouse a devil or your whoever, but you got to tell the devil no. No, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to entertain that fear that's going to take me back to bondage. I am free. It's a constant. It's not like you do it one time and it's over. No, there's still things, you know, there's still thoughts the enemy tries to put in my mind that try to get me to fear. But then I, I start to remind him how good my God has been faithful every single time. And that stirs up my faith to expect God to do something. Yeah, you know, I want to share this really quick testimony because I haven't shared it. And if I don't share it, Evangelist Vanessa might share it for me. <laughs> But I want to share this because, um, you know, many people, you, you've been expecting healing. You've been like, Lord, I am healed. I am healed. And you stay there. Don't, you know, don't move from there. Amen. Don't move from there. It doesn't matter what your body is saying. You know what the word of God says. And so um, earlier this year, I, I, was, I started feeling this pain in my right hand. And it was very intense. And I didn't tell anybody. And you know, it would hurt very like, you know, it would hurt. I just couldn't even close or open my hand. And it would mainly come at night. And I always remember Pastor Kevin would say the same way it came. It's the same way it has to go. So I I would talk to my hand and be like, nope, you got to go right now. And Jesus, I don't receive you. And I went through that for probably like almost two months and I didn't tell anybody nobody knew but me and God and I would claim my hand is healed in Jesus name and you know these thoughts well maybe it's arthritis or maybe it's this and you know all those thoughts would try to come into my head and I would have to fight it and be like you know and then the enemy's like well maybe your Thea had you know the same thing and maybe you know all these thoughts try to come in and I'm being real with you because no matter how high you are with God or how low you are with God, the enemy still uses the same tactics, amen, the lies. So I just begin to speak healing. I begin to speak healing, and it hurt. And there were times I'd come to church, and it, it would hurt. And I'd just be worshiping God and thanking God. And I remember after one service, um, Pastor Kevin said, there's somebody here that has been having pain in their hand. And inside of me, I'm like, that's me. That's me. You know, like, you know, this is my moment. But, you know, he didn't say come forward or anything. He just said, you know, the same way. He said something like, you know, it goes now in Jesus name and it'll never come back to hurt you again. And I received that word. I, I claimed it. It's mine. But I left and it was still hurting a little bit. It's It still hurt a little. But I claimed it as mine. I did not allow the enemy to steal what God was giving me. And so the next day, completely gone. To this day, I've not suffered anything. And see, that that was my suddenly moment. That was the moment that I took by faith because I knew what the word of God said. See, there's things that come to attack your body. There's things that come to, to get you to accept the lie of the enemy, but you have to say, no, that does not belong to me. That does not belong. Now, if you're, you know, if you're eating 100 donuts a day, your body is going to break down, just, you know. You got to use wisdom, too, because the Lord will show you what needs to change in your diet or in your health so that you remain a good temple. Amen? To tell you, God has your suddenly moment waiting for you. It doesn't matter what you, you know, how long you've been believing, it just one moment everything changes. In one moment, everything changes. Amen. Man, I got to go faster. Sorry, Jesus. So, what did they do? They began to pray. And in, in 1 Thessalonians 5 16, it says, Be thankful. Learn to thank God despite your situation. It says be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So they begin to pray. See, when you go through stuff, you have to turn and pray. And what else did they do? They begin to sing. They begin to sing songs unto the Lord. They begin to praise and worship God. See, you have a very difficult time praising and worshiping God if your heart is full of sorrow, if there are chains over you, if there's anxiety tormenting you, if there's pressure on your life. It's very difficult to sing. But you have to push through all of that. You have to push through and begin to open up your mouth and begin to sing praises unto God. Worship begins to glorify God. It puts him above every situation you're going through. Hallelujah. Our praise and our worship expresses admiration for god it lifts him up see when you lift up jesus everything else becomes smaller the bible says the mountains melt like wax in the presence of the lord so they begin to pray and they begin to worship god say pray say worship so when you're going through things what do you need to do what was their result they had a great breakthrough the chains were loosed and the doors were open hallelujah 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 thank you jesus see when you begin to to look to him Despite what you're going through, those chains break. Whatever God needs to do, he does. But as long as you are so focused on what you're going through, you'll miss what he wants to do. Hallelujah. The Bible says God never leaves you. He never forsakes you. It's not about where God is. It's about where are you? Where are you? Where is your faith? Can you believe him for a suddenly moment? Breakthrough comes at any moment. You have to expect. You have to expect. See, the Lord delivers his children. He delivers the righteous. So, when you're going through something, how? When you're going through something that has you so bound, you have to see, man, God is about to be glorified through this situation. You have to begin to see when the enemy comes to attack you in any area of your life, you have to begin to see. One, you pray and you worship and you have to expect God to do the impossible. When they were thrown into the dungeon, into the deepest pit, into the darkest place, when it looked impossible, God turned the impossible into the possible because our God does not work on natural laws. He's a supernatural God. See, when it looks, when it looks like it just can't happen. When it looks impossible. You have to begin to say, Lord, I thank you because we don't operate according to the laws of this world. We are in a higher dimension. We operate in the supernatural because we are supernatural beings. Amen. So we take what's what's in heaven and bring it to earth and it shall manifest in our lives. What are you expecting from God? Because if you are praying without expecting, then you won't receive. And I'm talking about the promises of God. Amen. I'm talking about when it's you know that you know it's written in God's word. Then it's mine. You check yourself. Is there anything I need to repent of? Is there anything I've done wrong? Lord, if God shows you repent. But when you know you're right before God, then you know that you shall be delivered. Man, man. Some of us, we don't want to go through stuff. It, it's not fun. But in the midst of it, God is about to be glorified. You know, when Jesus went around healing and casting out devils, I, I, I believe it was he, he, oh, there was a, a, a young boy that was born blind. And the disciples were like, well, who sinned? Who did wrong in this kid's life that he ended up being blind? And God said, no, no, no. This is so that I would be glorified. See, there's things in your life, situations in your life that God is getting ready to show forth his suddenly. He's getting ready to show forth with power. When you know that when you're with God, you can't be defeated. The world can laugh. They can, doesn't matter. Because I know my God. I know my God. He's a healer, He's a deliverer, He's a provider, He's a mender of the brokenhearted. He's my peace, He's my joy, He's everything. So it doesn't matter what you go through. He's going to be glorified through it. Can he be glorified through your life? Hallelujah. Psalm 92, verse 10, and, and I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. It says, your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. when you feel like you can't you stand in that anointing knowing that he can you are empowered with strength and power that comes from on high see the strength and the power you receive from god it doesn't it doesn't run out It isn't like, oh, he's giving Pastor Gracie, you know, she's operating with so much power and so much strength, then, you know, there's not enough for me. No, there's enough for everyone, amen? You have to get hungry and receive yours. God's not going to run out of anything, (laughs) amen? His gas prices don't go up, amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. But what do we gotta do? What do we have to do? We have to rely on the Holy Spirit that's within us. It's not by our strength and it's not by our power, but by his spirit, amen? Are you tired of going in circles? Begin to pray and worship God and expect your suddenly. Hallelujah. Say suddenly.